right. Hello, friend. What's up, girl? How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm doing really good. Good. Um, yeah. I'm feeling, yeah, I'm feeling very hyper, whatever, this microdose drink. I was going to say, honestly, I want to hear about how you're doing, because, like, you got more stuff to share this time than me. Yeah, so I um, am a big believer in therapy. I've been in therapy for a really long time, and I feel like I finally found my right match in therapy. Um, Wait, so what is what is a really long time to you? So, I mean, I've been on and off in, in therapy since... I don't know, since like maybe like four or five years ago, but I feel okay, like I hadn't so, found the right therapist. So this is really interesting. The reason I like want to stop you before you even get into your story, a friend yeah. of mine just asked me, um, one of my coworkers recently started going to therapy and they've been doing it for like maybe six months. And they asked me like, how long did it take you to get comfortable with your therapist? And I didn't really know what to tell them. Like, yeah. I didn't really know, like, what did, how do you feel like it just needed to be the right person before you felt comfortable enough or that therapy was, like, effective? 100%. Like, so with this, my specific therapist, which I consider, like, the therapist for me, um, I've been with her for almost two years. Um, before nice. that, I feel like I was doing, like, little small spurt, you know, spurts of, like, okay, I'm going to spend a few months with this person. I'm kind of feeling some relief. That's good enough, and then I'm going to move on. Um, I think that, like, a lot of people honestly don't even want to go into therapy, and I could understand why, because I feel like it can be very overwhelming, or um, there's, I don't know, like, everyone talks about therapy as a final result, right? Like, I say, yeah. I love my therapist, and I love it so much, and it's so great, and I'm so happy. But, like, do we talk about enough of, like, it took me a long time to find the right therapist or, like, what things that I look for that would resonate with me to really help me through my journey? So yeah, I feel like I mean, if it's not, like, you should feel that not instantly, but I feel like if they're feeling that, maybe the gut feeling is, like, okay, maybe I need to find someone else. Okay. I think that's really super practical advice. And yeah, I don't think it says anything bad about that specific therapist because that might be someone else's perfect match. Yeah, like I, I definitely don't think that every therapist for every person, there's a specific type of healing that everyone needs and it doesn't resonate person to person exactly. So yeah, 100%. definitely nothing to say about the therapist, but that's cool. Yeah. I, I might resonate, uh, I mean, pass that message along to her. Yeah. Um, but go on with your story. Didn't I didn't mean to like cut you off. I did, but for me, you're fine. I, it's all part of it. I love it, um, and I feel like I'm a big advocate for being in therapy, even if it doesn't look like my life is in shambles. And so I love to normalize talking about therapy. Let's keep talking about it. Um, <laughs> I feel like for me, the disconnect in therapy was feeling like okay, like I could have just called a friend and vented. Right? Like, I I really I spent all this money. You know? Like, really, I made all of this Literally, sacrifice. I feel that. You know, bitches don't have time for a lot of things. <laughs> you know? So, like, if I'm going to make mm -hmm. time for you, you know, on a consistent basis, like, I need to be getting something out of this. And there's a lot of research that talk therapy, you know, I'm not going to say it doesn't work. It's very helpful and it's very comforting in the moment. Um, but there's so much more that can be done to actually work through some of these traumas. And I think like what I've realized through my therapist, the problem is 
a lot of the shit that we're going through is not in our conscious mind. It's underneath it all, you know? And so sometimes you Mm -hmm. need to tap in, you know, because I know I'm guilty of being superwoman and feeling like I'm strong and I got this when deep down I'm scared or whatever. Yeah. And I think it like gives you, I think therapy is super helpful even just on the, I don't want to say surface level because this is like a life changing thing, but giving you language to explain what it is that you're feeling or what it is that you're experiencing. So sometimes even things are in your quote unquote subconscious mind, but like you knew it was there, but you didn't even know how to identify it or like you didn't even get, you know what I mean? Close enough to it because you didn't even know if it was real or you didn't even know if it was just something like in your mind. Is this something that's like my anxiety, quote unquote, like every, a lot of things fall in that category of like, this is just my anxiety. And there's like lots of deeper things to that that you can actually tap into and break apart. And they're not so just looming of like anxiety controls my life. You can be like, actually, it's maybe not my anxiety. It's just like my inner critical voice or like it's me being a perfectionist is really like other things. And your therapist gives you a lot of words to process that, to detach that kind of like looming feeling from over yourself. And we literally all are, like, if you're between 20 and, I don't know, 40 probably, you are the offspring of a generation that was not given the opportunity to work through their mental health and to, you know, make strides and take accountability and, you know, all of the things. Like, they weren't given the opportunity to really know themselves. And so it's, we really are the first. Like, it really just feels like we are the beginning. Yeah, we're, like, the generation that's coming out of, like, that super survivalist mentality of, like, that struggle mindset. And I don't want to say, like, that our parents, there's something beautiful that came from that, that laid a place for us. So I don't mean to say that, you know, so harshly. I think I said that in a weird way. But my point is to say, like, they really did come out of that, like, scarcity of, like, you have to work all the time and, you know, push things to the side or process this really quickly because, like, life goes on and you just have to keep, you just have to keep dealing. You're going to be dealing with something, so just, like, keep dealing with it. And, like, I just can't resonate. I cannot accept that for myself of being, like, I just have to keep going past what I can obviously recognize my limits are because of, I don't know, some some expectation that, like, one day I won't have enough or, like, or I, have I don't know. I remember, that stems from so many places. Because it's also fear of, like, well, I can't show vulnerability because then I'm going to look weak to the next person. Like, there's so many different yeah. layers to it appearances what are people going to say about us you know like there's so but again therapy yeah like it'll tell you like you can at least get to a scenario where you can say okay when I do feel this fear mindset like what scenarios am I constantly going back to like once I get to this feeling where's the source of that where is and then once you find that out what can I do instead of that like where can I exactly that energy or or am I focusing it you know where it needs to be whatever Appropriately, yeah. yeah. But like having that self-awareness or that safe space to sit in your own self-awareness in a judgment-free, you know, safe zone is really nice. Like it's really needed. I've always needed that. It's good. And I feel like for black, brown people, it's even an elevated level of like, I don't know, like I always think about, you know, my people, my Mexican people and us coming into this Mm -hmm. country and wanting better for ourselves. And 
you know, any sign of weakness is alarming. Like you don't want to give anyone any reason to see you as less than or see you as weak. And so I feel like there's a cultural, yeah, you're not going to make it. It's Mm -hmm. like the weakest link. There's a cultural aspect to it as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that exists in so many layers. And, like, you know, it's funny. um, Louis and I were actually just talking about this yesterday of, like, how safe spaces or, like, even when you find, like, you have a safe space, like, you don't even trust it. Like, you don't even feel like it's actually real. So you still don't process your experiences because you're like, this isn't going to last long. Or, like, you always have to be paired to, like, jump to the next thing or, like, I don't know. Wow. It's just yeah. so complex and layered. It's like constant from survival. All these like, different perspectives. We're in this inner mm-hmm. fight, this inner battle of like mm-hmm. from one way of thinking to, you know, a more enlightened way of thinking, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so Beautiful. all that. To explain on that. Yeah. Yeah. All that to say, um, I've been really working through um, my critical voice. And it really ties into like what you said. It's like understanding where that comes from. And today's biggest breakthrough, I know I briefly kind of touched on it with you offline, um, Mm -hmm. but like as a little girl in a really traumatic childhood experience with the mom, you know, that was struggling with mental illness, I I don't know how deep I should go, but I'm just going to go for it. Um, Mm -hmm. Like... Me and my par- my therapist had tapped into some, you know, memories of just me being four years old and already feeling like um, just very sad and just very um, hopeless, you know, feelings that a four-year-old mm. shouldn't have. And I got really, yeah. really emotional, like really, really emotional. And I really sat with that feeling and I got emotional because she tapped into or she we tapped into a point where this is really hard to say, but like a point where I was vulnerable and like I was, my emotions were there. Like my mom was able to see it all on my face, you know, like I wasn't able Mm -hmm. um, to mask that. And like, as Mm -hmm. time went on, as I got older, because of the dynamics in my household, like, that critical voice got stronger and stronger because I I needed to protect myself and I needed to make sure that I didn't get too close and I needed to make sure that um, because my mom's behavior was unpredictable, I needed to make sure that I was ready for anything. And like in that moment, like I went from, you know, a hurt little girl to like, okay, I have some control and some say in this. But it's Mm -hmm. like, did I ever turn that voice off? Am I still living in this hyper aware, you know, um, scared, um, you know, um, space because it's like, I don't know how to turn that off, you know? And I mean, you assume that role so early. I mean, like, how could you have ever expected or prepared for any other type of thinking, you know? Because I mean, You know, friend, I got to say, I'm proud of you. You've, of all the things that we've talked about, you have really taken control of your life in such a positive way of changing something that, like, that was given to you that you didn't deserve. 
and that you were never meant to receive. Um, and you're doing it in such a beautiful way of of just claiming ownership of that. Because that's hard work. That. Yeah. It's that's super hard. hard work. It does not look beautiful. It doesn't look beautiful for the people it's in your lives who are supporting us through that. You it's not know? comfortable. Like, it's not comfortable for anybody. Yeah. And it, and it feels really, um, like, you don't really know if you're ever going to get over it. Like, so when you yeah. start going through something like that, like, you don't even know if you're going to ever heal from that. Yeah. You know? But you're doing the work anyway, and I'm super proud of you, and you are healing from it. Because yeah. look at that. This is so beautiful, though. You are healing from it. But um, and that is um, what you can find now and maybe re another refocusing, I guess, from your friend, from a friend perspective of like you have safe space now. You're about to enter a whole new phase of your life from your uh, we won't have to talk about all of it, but you're about to enter a whole new phase of your life where you're going to have immense amounts of freedom and control of your life in a way that you've never believed that you've had before. And now you truly do. Um, and you can explore that freedom in a space knowing that you truly are safe. In all of your relationships, your relationships are secure. You are secure in yourself. Your space and safety are always secure. You are in a much different headspace to execute on all of the things that you want, which is why you had that experience you had in therapy today. Yeah. Which, oh, I guess no one knows what that experience was. <laughs> but I know. But that's why you had that experience because now your headspace is ready to receive it. 100%. And like – Really, like, that critical voice was a way to protect myself, but I was also a way to be able to be mad and, like, put the blame on someone else. So I think, like, you're 100% mm. in the release because part of the work that we did today was having empathy for my mom. And, like, my therapist said something that was so pointed of, like, um, while we're going through these practices or whatever of, you know, the things that she said to you, imagine what was said to her. And she didn't, it wasn't like a talk therapist moment. So it's not like she was saying to it to me, we're going through a tapping script, which um, is just like a, a work that's done in, I don't know how to like really explain it. Um, I'm going to explain it like in layman's terms, but you just run through like different scripts based on like what you're going through and you tap through it, which helps balance out the anxiety and you're able to be in these really dark moments without breaking down and you kind of work through it. Um, mm -hmm. And for I've the first time ever... with kids and stuff. Yeah. And mm. for the first time ever, I genuinely felt really bad for her. Like I, I started crying and my, my cry wasn't for the things that she's done to me. My cry was for like just being empathetic to her and like feeling bad for the things that she's gone through and the cards that she's been dealt with. And mm -hmm. right after that, we jump into like, you know, working on having, building up a voice of like supporting myself. Like I'm working on getting, you know, working through this critical voice. I'm going to work on filling that space with some positive talk. And that's yeah. when I started having all these visions and like all these feelings of like, and I'm just going to put it out there of you and me on the couch with good moms, like looking cute and just in these spaces <laughs> with people like Mandy from See The Thing Is and Bridget and just belonging there. And I literally felt like yeah. flutters, like I literally felt flutters. 
And my therapist does a good job of just like remaining neutral, you know, always. And when we were done, I told her like, I had such a crazy feeling. Like I just, I literally saw it. And she kind of broke through that and was like, I felt that. Like I got chills. And I remember I just like, I had to get you my voice <laughs> message was so chaotic. <laughs> the first 10 seconds were like, oh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Let me explain I to you why love I'm that. so excited. Honestly, I low-key love that because I did feel your energy straight through that. Like, I could tell it wasn't, like, anxious energy. It wasn't like, oh, I'm doing, like, too many things at once. I'm spread thin. It was definitely, like, anxious, excited energy. And it was really, it was honestly really refreshing to hear it. Um, But, bitch, yes, we're going to be there. Like, I feel like I don't even know where the switch really switched for us. Um... But I already feel like we belong in those places. Yeah. And like literally as soon as the feeling is going to start matching in in like other ways, like bitch, we're already going to be there. Yeah. We're already going to be there. Like um, that's why it feels real. That's why it feels real. It literally it felt so real. Like it literally just felt so real. It felt like I was remembering something. Yeah. I. <clears throat> it's funny you said remembering. That's cool. It really felt that way. Um, I <sighs> let me, you know, let me sit on that. It didn't feel like remembering. It felt like I was peeking into the future. It felt like that. It felt like reverse deja vu. That's what it felt like. Reverse deja vu, I think, is a better way to put it of how it really felt. I like that. I like that. I think. Lately, I just have to say, like, I have been getting such, like, I can feel in my spirit right away what is good for me, what is not, and, like, I can instantly see where my effort is needed, like, what I need to do. And every time we're working on things with this pod, like, it is just expanding so naturally. It is just multiplying on its own. We get opportunities that we don't even, like, seek out ourselves. Like, things just come to us so naturally. It's really been so affirming that in the grand spectrum for, like, other people that you know when you're doing something truthful to yourself and you'll know when you're doing something truthful to yourself because everything around your universe will begin to support that instantly. Wow. wow because bitch. you know when you're not living in your alignment. None yeah. of that shit is shaking straight. Like, never. Never. That shit will never shake straight. And I feel like straight. the more forward we look on this pod, the more shit falls into place. And then when we look to the Literally. side or when we look down, it's kind of shaky. Mm-hmm. Always. Like, we... So, we're speaking out everything that we want... The only disconnect is us actually like us showing that we want it because as soon as we show that we want it, we get it. It kind of and that's is a mind fuck. Like it kind of is. It's it frustrating, is. and I don't want to like dwell on that because I want I want that to stick in a positive way. And like you can take action. Yeah, it's but how many things have we all built ourselves up to? Like you can't do, and then you fucking do it. <laughs> like and then you, because you decide you really want to do it and never. Exactly. What did the, you say the to me things one that day? You've... You're like, you could either do it or you can watch someone else do it. Because someone's going to do it. Yeah. It's going to get done. Like, it's going to get done. Because, like, ultimately, the the collective needs it. Like, the, the world needs it. 
Yeah. It needs to happen. So either we can watch somebody else do it for us and we can support their journey or we can just do it. But it's going to wow. get done. Yeah. That's and so very, that's why for a person who doesn't want to miss out, that's very like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> hell yeah we should all have FOMO because like if you if uh, this is of your own life you shouldn't have like a comparison to like what other people are doing you should be like damn I have so many opportunities and so many things that like I know this world needs and I'm just not doing that shit because I'm over here focused on I don't I'm not trying to throw shade at anything that's why I don't want to insert something but like I'm over here doing some shit I know does not align with me like, I know yeah. that shit does not align with me. This is not productive energy for me. I'm just, like, stewing away. Like, I'm just passing it's time. It's like we're fully aware we don't got enough time that it's for that. easier said than done. But this is the reminder yeah. to ourselves that it needs to be done. It's way and that easier And the universe will done. support you. So you don't yeah. have – there's, like, the fear is coming from our own – wherever that source is for you. Like, for you, Julie, it may be, like, your inner critical voice. For me, it's, like, um, my people-pleasing. <laughs> It stops me from doing what it is that I want to do. Um, everyone has their own thing. And wherever it roots in for them, like, the fear does not exist. It does not exist. Because as soon as you start doing what it is that you want to do, everything's going to support that. So it is easier said than done. But, like, just take the leap. Because you've tried all the other things. Like, all the other things have been tried. And those, like, obviously didn't work because you didn't keep doing them. So, like, why not bank on yourself? Mercy was the one that told us that, right? Yeah. I think she that said, was on a pod like, episode. So that wasn't even in our... She said something also like, you know, the way you make more space is you just take space up. Like, you just take up the space. She obviously worded it Literally. way more poetically. Or they they worded it way more poetically. Um, yeah. But that is how more space is there. And, I, and it's so true. Like, there's so many times... I heard this, like, you know, girl, there was this girl, and she dresses, like, super goth, super, just taking it to the extreme, and, you know, she was saying that that when she walks down the street, she does that for the little girl that looks up and smiles, and that gives her the confidence of, like, shit, I'm gonna dress like that, you know? Like, she's like, that's what I do it for. Like, I literally do it for that. You know, I actually seen, um, you know, there's like those random videos on Instagram that just pop up. But it was someone who had like tattoos all over their face from their neck down. Like this girl, she had tattoos everywhere all over her whole body. And they covered all of her tattoos with makeup. You know, just to see like how she would be treated differently walking down the street or whatever. One of those social experiments. And the second she seen herself, she bursted into tears. She was like, this does not even look real. Every message that I've ever created has just been washed away. Wow. Like, because, like, yeah, because it it is, like, it is a powerful thing because she went and she did her whole day and she said, I can never exist that way. I can never exist that way with with trying to fit into a box for one that I know isn't me and knowing that my message was lost. Think about the ultimate rebellion that tattoos were of like, I'm going to put whatever the hell I want on my body. And it matters what it means to me. To me. And, you know, it was funny when people were like, oh, what do your tattoos mean? I seen a meme. It was like, what do your tattoos mean? It was like, they mean I look fucking cool is what they mean. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't need to have a reason for you. They look cool to me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that and is even like a... the t- most terrible tattoos that I've seen on people have the best fucking stories. So like the best always. You know what I mean? Like the tattoo behind my ear, it's not terrible. It's a little heart and a little peace sign, but it doesn't look, you know, aesthetically pleasing. Like mm-hmm. it's not a perfect tattoo. And I've wanted yeah. to fix it so many times and I cannot bring myself to do it because that's part of the story. Me I was either. 18, I have a tattoo and all I cared about was fixing. peace and love. And I was a hippie and that's what I did. <laughs> like, I'm owning it. I love that. That is so beautiful. The kid who did like, it was an apprentice. Then. I'll never forget that kid. He was so geeked to do it. I could never color over his work, you know? Yeah. And, you know, seriously, because we need that reminder, even just in that story. That's so beautiful that, like, that's what I cared about at that time was peace and love. And that message is carried. That's resonated on. You know, I think. I really am going to sit with that. I feel like I got a lot of messages from that that I'm going to probably end up journaling about. That was I love um, talking about your journaling in a very, <laughs> like, I love, I love it. I feel like you're my journaling superhero or something. I don't know. Like, I think, like, you should make a whole, like, that's, that's a book, girl. That's so, that could be so funny and so sweet. Journaling is so, okay, so to anyone who doesn't know this about me, <laughs> journaling is so deep to Can me. I tell a story? So Can I tell a quick story? Yes. <laughs> so, like. Chelsea is like a deep journal like she'll fill you in on that part of it but like she has fear of like leaving her journal around people right <laughs> but like for people like me <laughs> you know what I mean I like would never even think that all her deep dark secrets are in this book right next to me like I would just never <laughs> think you know so even though there'll be times where I have a notebook and I'm trying to like let her write in it and she's just like super weird about it like are you sure I don't want to look at anything like, I noticed you not even wanting to look at anything and I'm like girl I literally <laughs> <laughs> even like my grocery list might be in there there's like no yeah literally like, like my ADHD brain none of that means anything to you <laughs> like literally none of that could be of any use to you it matters so much to me. Okay, so like it's not even like there's deep secrets in my <laughs> See, that's in my Julie journal. mind. That's Julie. If like, I was worried about my journal, it'd be it would be because the deep secrets. <laughs> I don't think that's most people. Like I think most people assume that like because I'm so protective of my journal, like there must be some like juice that. in there. Like some Have like, you ever had people gossip. try to like read your journal? Someone stole my journal, girl. Oh, my God. And posted that shit online. This is why I'm traumatized. <gasps> what? Yes. Oh, my God. Which is crazy. I okay, can't so even laugh at that. That is story. so foul. Oh, my God. So check this that out. Is this foul. is the craziest story. Yes. Okay. This is the funniest fucking story. I'm, you know what? I think this is going to help me heal from this because finally I'll put this out somewhere <laughs> where maybe this will affect, like, this will come back to this person and they'll feel really shitty for what they did. <laughs> But, but, so check this shit out. So I was with my friend, went to Michigan State. Um, my best friend, <laughs> I went to go visit her. And she, um, I don't even remember how this happened, but I ended up staying over this guy's house. Not even a guy I was sleeping with, bitch. Like, just and like, you had your like one of her friends. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Well, I had it in my backpack. Okay. So, like, I just had my backpack. I had my laptop, my backpack, my journal, and, like, one other thing. Okay. Um, so I ended up staying at this guy's house, um, 
the his girlfriend comes home in the morning. She apparently was doing some internship somewhere else. She came home from the internship early um, and was like surprising him. And I was there sleep. And so it was she was outraged, of course. So this bitch is throwing shit everywhere, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, fuck. I need to call my friend. She's going to come get me. But like, I'm just in a chaotic situation, girl. You know, college life is wild. Okay, so I'm just in a chaotic situation. So I'm like, okay, let me get my backpack and I'm going to bounce. I couldn't find my backpack, but I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to grab my laptop and I'm going to leave. And then he'll, he can get my backpack later. So um, I leave. I get back to my friend's house and I'm like, fuck, my journal is there. Like, okay, fuck the backpack, but I really want my journal. So I message the guy. The guy looks for it, goes to the dump, goes all these places to try and because the girl was like throwing shit in the dumpster and shit. <laughs> oh my god! Like, why, girl? It, this was this was fucking crazy. So I'm just trying to dip out. So he goes to the dump looking for my shit. It's not there. Okay, um, I end up messaging the girl online and I said, hey. Um, I really, you know, can understand how this might have appeared like a certain way. I'm really sorry about that. But I really think there was a misunderstanding. And like, I do want like, I can clarify that with you like at another time. But what's really important to me is like, that journal. And if I could get my journal back, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah. And like, it was really awkward, obviously, for me to reach out to this girl. But, but I like really tried crazy, to communicate like a to her. hurt bitch that takes that and it's like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. So she ends up taking my, she never responds to me, okay? So I'm just like, fuck, I guess my journal's just gone. She threw it away. Um, later on, <coughs> my, some of my friends, because I'm from Michigan, obviously, tons of my friends go to Michigan State. Some of my friends reach out to me because they seen screen prints of my journal and was like recognized my handwriting because my handwriting's kind of distinct. Recognized my handwriting and kind of put together the story of the what was in the journal and was like Chelsea is this to you and it was like this is the craziest part what's in the journal that what everyone pieced together was journal entries of me venting about how sad I was after my dad died oh my god dude it was fucking crazy so there was like posts about like what a cold-hearted bitch what a bitch, right? So she she posted the this stuff about like my dad, my dad dying, the fact that I wanted to be in the certain sorority. She posted that in there. And like again, things that are like it's not like, oh my god, I really want to be in the sorority. It was like, what requirements do I need to meet? It's like a list. That's what I'm saying. It's not anything personal to anyone, interesting to anyone but me. It was even super if it weird. was. It doesn't matter even if it was, you know what I mean? Even it was if you wanted to super put your weird in there. Um it should be treated with that level of respect. You know what I mean? It was like it cr- should. Yes. Like, I would never have done something like that to someone. So the story gets even crazier. So she posts this stuff. All my friends know it's me. And people are like, damn, Chelsea, I'm sorry. Or whatever. But other people are, like, commenting on it or whatever. Not that it was anything interesting for anyone. Like, so no one's really commenting on it because it's not interesting. She was just being college, a bitch. Like, that's wild. Like, people in, at that age group. Why did not even wild. go to that like, college? <laughs> so yeah. like no one at that university knew me except my friends from high school oh so God. like it wasn't it wasn't purposeful it was really just to be a bitch so she posted all the stuff she ends up running for a public office <gasps> in detroit and i was like and my friend from my college town knew her from the internship that she came home from so my trey oh my gosh it was fucking Trey. So you know this person. So Trey knew her from the inter. They did that internship together and he posted her campaign. That's how I even knew she was running. I didn't even know because I lived in Michigan. I knew because Trey posted it. So I was like, 
dude, this girl posted my journal online. Like, this woman is not a public servant. She is not a person who should, like, yeah. be in an authoritative position. Because clearly she's spiteful. And he was like, oh, I think, you know, he gave me all of his, you know, we had a conversation about it. Um, but then she ran, like, I ended up commenting on one of her posts and being like, you know, honestly, I really don't think this was, like, I gave her a little spiel. It was very nicely worded. It wasn't even, like, hateful. Um, but she just deleted my comment. And nothing ever came from it. She just kept running running for office. But now, that's fine. She can do whatever she wants with her life. But I feel like someone should know that she did that shit to me because that shit was fucked up. And that really hurt my, that, like, traumatized me for, like, still. Like, I'm so protective of my journal because of that person. That incident wow. fucked me up. That actually makes a lot of sense. It makes me feel bad. Like, I know I didn't do that, but, like, that makes a lot of sense as to why you're so protective. Like, what a fucked up thing to do to someone. What a weirdo, right? What a fucking yeah. weirdo. <laughs> like, who even has time oh. for that? Like, who even has time like, for that? Like, even if I did, fuck your boyfriend, which I didn't. Right. Like, I literally right. just slept there. Yeah. <laughs> literally just fell asleep. For sure. <laughs> like, she posted my shit online. I could not believe that shit. And, like, for her to be that mad, but, obviously he's done this before. So, like. Yeah. Wow. I guess. Yeah, it was super crazy. But now I'm, again, my journal Did that bitch win? Did you ever follow up to see if she won? No, she didn't win. Good. No, she didn't. Good. Yeah, good. That bitch has okay. no place in politics. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, fuck that girl. Ugh. I love but that. Yeah. I so like that when is you get my spicy. that is my piece. I'm gonna come to with that situation. Yes, I, I love when you it. get spicy. <laughs> <laughs> you I know I've retired a lot of my spicy ways. Yeah. Not my mom. <laughs> yeah, for real. So yeah, give uh, give them a couple of years. You'll get it back. You'll get you'll regain yeah, your once, strength. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like the frequency of like kids stuff and shows naturally brings you into just like a certain type of mindset that is just not intended yeah for real human beings like i yeah. just genuinely don't think it's meant i just think it's like there needs to be a balance i can't do that 24 7 like i could do that with yeah. you you know for an hour to a day you know <laughs> like i could we could yeah. do that we could you know or like on the weekends i love watching a movie or i will love watching whatever but um, I oh my god, just do wait, Disney girl. movies, okay, and stuff like I just can't do the like cocoa melon, okay, and I can't do the girl, like weird stuff. They get to an age where they watch YouTube, and they watch people on YouTube play me. video games. <laughs> okay, that's weird to me. <laughs> and it's I like it's don't weird, like that. But it's also, I mean, first of all, I was very judgy at first, but Bella has become a really good gamer because she gets a lot of tips. So I have to respect the hustle. Like, I get it. Like, okay, I love you, that. you get your gamer on, but it's so you fucking know annoying. Like, it is so annoying. It is so annoying. So I refuse to hear that. I'm like, put some headphones on. This is my disconnect. Okay, if, if Suede was watching um, people play video games online, getting tips and like then going and using them, I'm totally vibing with that. That does not bother me. What bothers me is the weird shit he watches on YouTube of like watching other people play games of just like blowing up shit online. Or kids open That's uh, weird. Games or like Bella went through a whole phase of like kids opening LOLs, kids opening eggs, kids opening just uh, toys, you know. Like. Okay, even that is not as weird to me as like, oh my God, girl, there's so much weird shit on YouTube. <laughs> Suede has found all the weird shit. He finds, okay, they do have little action figures that are like porcelain and they just smash them. You know, he's a boy. 
Yeah. So it's like, it's just like bunches of shit and they just break him. And he's like, <laughs> like this manic laugh. And he thinks that shit's so fucking funny. And I just like cannot so, deal. <laughs> Sometimes we don't usually intervene, but there has been one. There's a show. God, I'm going to have to ask Kenny what it's called. It's like this British show. And God, what's the name of the little show? I don't remember. Are you talking about Peppa Pig? No, it's not Peppa mean. Pig. It's this little oh. boy who's like a menace. Is it, is it menace? No. I don't remember <laughs> what the menace. goddamn is it. It's like his name and then the something. Like it's a vi- the whole thing is this little boy misbehaving and like get, trying to get over on his parents. Here, hold on, babe. What, babe? What's the name of that show we banned Bella from watching when she was like four? <laughs> Harry, horrible Henry. Horrible Henry. Horrible. That <laughs> shit, girl. You need what? to. You just need to watch like watch horrible Henry. Like, don't let. Do not let Swade look at it. Okay, he will oh be drawn in God. instantly. Literally, why in the world would they make that show? <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, what in the world were they thinking? It's literally the show. Like, you know, we've all had that one kid we've encountered that is just like. Just that one kid. Like, I hate to, like, I'm sure that, that every kid has a chance. I hate to say no kid has a chance. But just that one kid, girl, that's an asshole and the parents cannot get that kid to listen. This is that kid. Like, every kid. Horrid Henry. Okay, so this is my thing. <clears throat> Are we being generationally judgy? Because there was Dennis the Menace. Yeah. I guess you're right. It's so like there was, it already existed. But like, Bella was, Bella was judgy. like picking up all these tips and she was like putting them into practice. You know, it started to become a, <laughs> she was getting good at it. It started to become a problem. We're like taking it as a tutorial. I feel like Dennis the Menace wasn't that like, I don't know. I didn't learn anything. I feel like I, I don't, I feel like, like home alone. You didn't start booby trapping your house. Yeah. No, I didn't. Did you? <laughs> yeah, of course yeah. I did. <laughs> No, of course I did in small ways, but still (laughs) like pop a balloon or something like a water balloon. They were small, but meaningful. Yes. (laughs) They meant something to me. (laughs) Yeah. I love love saying that. It meant something to me. It matters to me. I say that all the time. That is like (laughs) when I have all these stupid things. This is Lewis's marriage pet peeve. I have all kinds of things, miscellaneous items that I plan to do something with that I need to keep. (laughs) And he's like, what are you going to do with this? And so he'll just, like you, just randomly throw things away. They'll just come up missing. But me, I am, what is my mom calls it, organized chaos. I know where all that weird shit is. And I expect it to be there. So when it's gone, he, he was like, that was just whatever. And I'm like, it meant something to me. It was important to me. When you threw it's Bella's so little, dumb. when I made you throw Bella's little thing, I think that was a good yes, thing. Like but that, I just like feel that. that that was so hard for you physically. I felt so guilty. And I know that's so triggering for you because you feel like I'm a hoarder. But no. I am. <laughs> this shit stresses me. Uh, I'm going to free myself of that one day, too. That's part yeah. of, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to free myself of that, too. <laughs> Not today, Goodness. but one day. Goodness. 
<sighs> I think I'm the opposite to the extreme, though. So sometimes I need to find some in between if it makes you feel better. Like, yes, I love throwing shit away. Yes, I love not holding on to shit. But like, sometimes I need it, you know, or like sometimes, yeah. like sometimes I'm way too ahead of it. And I feel like it's also like an inner work of like appreciating things more that I have to do. So I feel like we could both just in general, people like me and you could both find a compromise. Like, I think that there needs to be some yeah. in between. Because I also two feel... Two things can be true. Yeah, exactly. Two you things say that all can time. be two true. Two things can be true. That's my new favorite. <laughs> yeah, I picked that up from you. I actually really like that. I love that shit. Two things can be true. I feel like we forgot that. Loki, that is kind of, in a roundabout way, the theme of this episode. is like, two things can be true. Because, like... <clears throat> starting with the therapy thing like you've been going through all this work with your mom and like honestly though processing that from your perspective of it but now you're maybe diving into what is her perspective of it and finding that like even though something harmful was done like there was I don't want to say a reason you shouldn't have to justify things but you get what I'm saying yeah like, no 100 two things can be true yeah that they I deserve even, empathy, but also you can hold them accountable. That's maybe what it is. You can hold space and be empathetic, but also hold people accountable. Yeah. Two things and can I be true. And I think that, like, this, I feel like old saying it, but I don't care because it's true. Like, I feel like this young generation has also helped us see things, you know, and seeing younger people dealing with borderline personality or bipolar or whatever it is and just be so vocal about it. And like you said, mm -hmm. have a vocabulary for it. Really yeah. helps just all uh, all of us be a little bit more empathetic and understanding of each other. Do you watch Insecure? Yes. Okay. Of Did course. You watch the most I recent, just finished it, season? so I tried to wait so long. Oh my god! Okay, okay, like but you did ago. see it. Yeah. Oh my god! Okay, great. So, um, the last season, I think that that really ties in when they were talking about like, um, <clears throat> I can't remember his name, but I'm having bipolar disorder. And, like, yeah. what that's like for somebody you're in a relationship with. Yeah. And, like, it's hard as a person, as a support person, and, like, but you can set boundaries and say, like, well, I need you to be accountable to me and, like, communicating. Like, I would have right. been able to support you if you had communicated that to me. Right. Like, it's setting boundaries to be able to, like, I mean, not boundaries, How but, can like, we not, of, like, what this might look like. discard it. How can we find some, you know, boundaries that will help support this dynamic? I love that yeah. shit. That is a beautiful yeah. way to put it. Mm -hmm. I really am liking that this kind of conversations are really challenging those like, norms, hey. but also kind of like giving some, yeah, example. Like, hey, I'm going to be empathetic to you. Like, I don't know what it feels like to be going through what you're going through, but at the same time, like, I'm trying to support you. So, like, I need a little bit of wiggle room or a little bit of support, you know, and vice versa. Like, I'm also going to be <clears> understanding <throat> of, like, where you're at. I feel like, yeah. honestly, like, even in, if I could be vulnerable in my relationship dynamic, there's a lot of that. You know, my husband supports me in a lot of ways with my ADHD mm -hmm. or my anxiety or, you know, my mental health that I've dealt with. But at the same time, like, mm -hmm. I'm quick to apologize and I'm t quick to take responsibility when I know that I went too far or whatever. Yeah. Or that, like, I didn't show up in the way that I should have and that I could prioritize my time differently. Like. Yeah. Lewis also has to tell me, like, you should have managed your time differently today. Tell us, like, if you need to write a list, you should have written it. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, you had a lot of things that you should have managed today, and I needed your support. Yeah. And I don't think that's an unreasonable ask. Yeah. But some people don't even feel like they have the space to ask for something like that. Because once someone, you know, I don't want to say <clears throat> we've somewhat coddled 
mental illness because we're in this era of like everything has to be PC and we have to support and accept everything. And then like I think it kind of threw the accountability out the window for a while. Yeah, um, 100%. And, like, I needed that to be brought back into the conversation. Like, I'm down to meet you where you're at in your addiction, in your mental health, in your whatever, but I need some accountability. It's like and it's I think, a two-way street, yeah. and I think that that's true for mental health, for politics, for the world, for the earth, for everything, like religion, spirituality, like, for everything. Like, it's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that was a not-so-awkward way to end it, right? Yeah. I think I we're getting kind of better is, at the little bit of the We're getting better wrap up. at this. <laughs> we're getting better at this. Cool. That was a graceful. I'm proud of us. Look at us yeah. progressing. Two peas out. <laughs> Two peas out. See you later. <laughs>